Blog Talk Radio.
All right, welcome back, everybody, to uh, another edition of Pine Ridge Warriors Radio. Today's date is July 1st, uh, Saturday, of course, and you're joining us here on the Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. For all of my Canadian brothers and sisters, happy Canada Day. Um, it just so happens to be, uh, you know, the, the 150th anniversary of Canadian Canadians. Canadiana, Canuckistan, uh, Canada, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> of our independence. So uh, happy Canada to all you Canucks out there uh, for whoever cares. Um, but anyway, I want to say thank you to everybody that's been supporting us, everybody that's been uh, with us through this process. As you may or may not know, Curtis and I have returned back to Canada from the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. So that is right. We are back in Canada. Um, I believe we got back on um Wednesday, Thursday or Wednesday, sometime in there anyway. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody that supported our trip out there, everybody that uh, has been praying for us, because believe you me, uh, it has, uh, <laughs> it's been a little bit of, of, a, of a, rough, a, rough, a rough patch, a rough walk, lots of uh, pulling back and forth. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been in prayer for us and with us um, about the journey that the Lord has us on right now. Um, <laughs> and also, I just want to apologize real quickly. I know we have not been online or on the radio for quite some time, and uh, hopefully we'll get into a little bit about why that <laughs> ended up being an issue, which it shouldn't have been. So I just want to apologize for those of you who are faithful listeners that we have not been here for. Um, believe you me that you have been on our hearts, and uh, we're glad and we're so excited to be back with you guys. Um, but with that being said, Curtis, is there anything else that you want to just share quick before we get this show on the road? Uh, yeah, just give me one second. I got to unmute everything. All right. Ah, all right. Welcome back there, brothers and sisters. Well, um, love just real quick before we get going. Um, the only thing I'd like to share is, listen, if you guys made it out or if you guys missed it, um, the Custer gathering out there in the Black Hills, uh, come June 25th and 26th or 24th and 25th, one of the three. Uh, worry not, fret not, fear not, because uh, we have an, there's another gathering going on in September. Uh, if you guys would like to get a hold of us, email us at Pine Ridge Warriors Contact at gmail dot com. Um, but just a, I, I guess I, I don't know, love. I mean, there's a lot that I could share, but nothing. I kind of want to save that for the show, so to speak. Um, but tonight's title is entitled "Kings and Tyrants," and uh, we're going to be taking an in-depth look. Well, I should say a, a quick look. I, I wouldn't really say in-depth, but a, a look at what makes a king and what makes a tyrant. And how we can avoid those pitfalls ourselves in our own life. Um, anyway, so we'll, we'll kind of go into there. Also, as far as announcements goes, um, you guys listen. Go to our website, WarriorRadioBroadcastNetwork.com. Go to the donate section on there. And if you guys haven't gotten behind us before, um, you know we encourage you guys support. Uh, help us support this ministry, and you know keep going what the Lord has placed on our hearts to do. Um, also, I want to thank everybody that has supported and donated, uh, especially out there in. In Pine Ridge, South Dakota, dude, you guys are awesome. Um, I will let you know we will be going back uh, periodically throughout the year as the Lord kind of kind of gets us going in that direction, and hopefully we'll be able to reestablish a foothold there or a stronghold there um, for the Lord. And uh, we got a lot of great things coming up there on the reservation. We got a few plans, um, even maybe a deliverance conference that might may or may not happen. Um, so you guys just Basically, you guys want to stay tuned um, and find out more about that. So let you guys know the Warriors uh, were not leaving 
completely we're just going to be gone from the reservation for a little bit to recoup, re-energize, and then head back out. So, Love, with that being said, uh, do you mind opening up the show with a word of prayer? And then we'll kind of get on. I'll share a little bit about uh, what what's kind of went on there on the reservation and kind of get going with tonight's message. Amen? Sounds good. All right, Father, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for the abundance of greatness and your promises in our lives, Father, that we are able to walk by these things, Father. Not that they're they're just supposed to be there as a pitfall or as a guideline or, or as, as a watermark on a page, Father, but these are things that you have called us to live by, to abide by, Father, and, and to really find shelter and joy and peace in, Father. I want to say thank you for that. I want to thank, say thank you for all those things, Father, that we see not and that we hear not, Father, but yet you are there in them. You are in the midst, Father, of all places. This is Psalms, and it says, even if I make my bed in hell, Father, you will be with me. Father, I just want to say thank you for that right now, Lord God, for the ones who feel empty and feel lost and alone, Lord God, for the ones who feel confusion and, and no no whisper of direction goes through their hair in the morning when they wake up, Lord God, that you are still in the midst with them, Father, and that you're just saying to some of your children right now that it is your time to choose, Father, for you have called us to put away those things which are childish when we reach a certain age, when we reach a certain place of maturity, Father. And you're speaking to your children saying that which is childish must be put away now. Children do not make their own decisions throughout their childhood, but once they become of age, you release them to do so, Father. A parent releases their child to make their own decisions, to make their own choices when they come into a place of maturity, Father. And you have brought us into that place of maturity, Father, where you are saying, child, just choose. Child, I will bless where your feet walk. I will bless what you put your hands to. As I have said in the book of Joshua, that you will bless you will bless, Father, what your children put their hands to, Father, for it is the work of your kingdom in which you will give the increase to, Father. And I just want to say thank you for that. Lord, God, that we not stand, we do not stand here to build a kingdom of our own, but, Father, that we are here to be a part of the fortification of your kingdom, Father, which you have established before, Father, the barriers of time on which we are bound by right now, Father. I want to say thank you for being able to be a part uh, and be in the midst of this greater thing than just who we are, just who who Curtis and Healy are, just who what what Pine Ridge Warriors is, Father. The names don't matter, Father. It's not about one or the other, Lord God. It's not about who began what or who finished that, Lord God, for we know that you are the beginning and you are the end, and in that we have faith, Lord God. We have trust, Lord God. We understand that not one thing that has been built has been built by the hands of man or by the sweat of their brow, Lord God, but it has been built by your spirit and your spirit alone by which we, Father, must yield to. We must yield to your spirit in this hour, Lord God. Even in the hour in which you give us to choose, Father, we must yield to the voice of your spirit, Lord God, which is giving us the choices that we must choose from, Lord God. Just as you have set our feet upon the ground, Lord God, you will set our feet upon the rails, Lord Lord Father, when we make that choice that says, sons and daughters, this is what you have committed to, so stand fast, stand firm, and go forward, even as these rails will allow you to. Father, and I just want to say thank you for that right now. I want to say thank you for the ability to hear your voice, Lord God, even in your scripture it says, that you speak once, twice, and even three times, and man perceives it not, Father, but it doesn't mean that you stop 
speaking when we don't hear you in those hours. Lord God, I just want to say thank you for that. Father, I want to say thank you for the ability to overcome that which must <laughs> that which must come to pass, Lord God. Those things in which we regain our strength from, Lord God, those challenges, those weights that we must lift out of our paths, Lord God. I want to say thank you for those right now. Lord God, because you can <laughs> there's no other way to motivate your children. Father, your stubborn children, your stubborn sheep of children, other than to give them no choice but to move the barriers which you put place in front of them, Father, to allow them to learn, to allow them to gain, to allow them to be strengthened, Lord God. I just want to say thank you for that right now. Father, I want to say thank you for the faith that you have in us. Father, I want to say thank you for the honor that you give us each day. Lord God, for we honor you not in so many hours and in so many moments of our lives, Father, but there is not one moment in which you are not honoring us. Father, and I want to say thank you for that, but Lord God, I want to also repent for that, that we do not honor you as we should honor you. Lord God, when we wake up in the morning, why are your praises not on our lips? Lord God, why is it that the first thing that we think of in the morning are the things that we can't do, that the things that we can't manage, the things that we can't seem to fathom, Father? But yet your word says that peace surpasses understanding, Father. So why are we so, so bent to understand the things that you have not yet delivered into our hands because you're saying it's just not time. You haven't even made the choice yet, and you're, supposed to, you're not supposed to be figuring out what comes in the next week, what comes in the next month, what comes in the next year, for this is still sealed unto you because it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the heart of a king to seek that matter out. Father, I want to say thank you for that. Father, for your peace, (laughs) your peace is not past being understood, Father, but your peace is greater than the need for understanding. For if we have understanding, Lord God, but we lose our peace and we lose our footing and we lose our foundation in you, Father, what does that understanding merit us? Father, let us not be emptied of ourselves, but Lord God, let us be filled with your spirit. Let us be filled with the hearts that yield by a heart that is yielded to you, Father. For we know that we walk in a process, as your word says, that we are to walk out our salvation with fear and trembling, Lord God. Let us walk that out, but let us walk, walk that out in knowing that, Lord God, nothing where we lay our foot to, nothing where we put our hands to, Lord God, is in vain. For even if we see it as a mistake, Father, you're, you're setting that thing in our path to teach us. Father, in your word it says to call no man rabbi other than Jesus. That rabbi translates to teacher. Father, you, your son, and your spirit are the only teachers that exist in this realm. That old saying that says you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him drink. Father, in the schools, they don't teach the children, Lord God. They make them memorize. Father, woe unto them who have memorized. Woe unto them who have been, quote, unquote, taught to memorize. For you are the only teacher. For your word is the only teacher, Father. Your voice is the only teacher, Lord God. 
and that we must abide in. That men and women of God, yes, they might have good things to say, true things to say, Father, but is it for us in this time? Is it there to build us up in the way that we are to go, or is it to distract us, to make us think that we need to go a different path or a different direction, Father? Only your voice can teach us. Only your word can teach us to discern what is of you and is not of you. Father, it doesn't mean it's, it's good or bad or black or white, Father, but your spirit is the only one that can discern between the darkness and the light. And, Father, I want to say thank you for that right now. Lord God, I pray that even Curtis and I can become more dedicated to you. Can, we can become more dedicated to the things that you have set before us, Lord God, to the things that you have dedicated for us to move in this time. Lord God, that with each breath that we take, we would learn even more and more over, Lord God, to honor you. That, Lord God, Opinions are but a fleeting thought in our minds, Lord God, and merit nothing on either side of the fence, Lord God, but what your spirit has to say is the final authority. Father, I want to say thank you for preserving, Lord God, the things that you have for our hands to do, Lord God, not just Curtis and Haley, not just Pine Ridge Warriors, not just this name or that name, Father, but for the body of your bride for preserving the work that you have for her to do, Father, as your spirit cries for her to come out from among them. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this hour, Lord God. I thank you for reopening the waves of the air for us to come back to. Lord God, I thank you for the hearts and for the minds, Lord God, for the ears that are open, Father, for your spirit to And Father, I pray that your spirit would speak <laughs> individually as it were. Lord God, that not, not each person that eats from your table, Father, would taste the same food or drink the same drink, Father. But that the uniqueness which is in your people, Father, would be partaken of your people. That not all, Father, are called to taste of the same thing, but, Father, we are called to be melded together. You are not a monochromatic God. And I thank you for that. And, Lord God, as the rest of this show goes on, Father, I pray that it be your words in our mouths, Father. <laughs> and that those words be transmitted by your Spirit. Lord God, that not one thing that we say would be taken for granted, but Lord God, that your children would take it to your throne room and ask, Father, is this of you or is this not of you? Is this for me or is this not for me? Father, may your direction be given in this time. Father, may your, your comfort be given in this time. And Father, may your peace be upon this place. And Father, when I say this place, I don't mean this place this geographical location, but in this place, in this realm in which we are to enter into with you, for you, Father, about you, your kingdom. 
Father, I pray this in your son's awesome, precious, mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen and amen. And Father God, right now I just touch and agree with that, Father God. But Lord, let your words be forever upon our lips here tonight, Father God. And Lord, just uh, those that need to hear the message, hear it, Father God. And let them take it and run with it, Father God. So that we can do and be everything that you have called us to be and do. In your son's awesome, precious, mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, brothers and sisters, I want to thank you for that there, my love. That's that's For those of you that don't know, that's my beautiful wife, Haley Horse, um, prayer warrior of God. If any of you guys need any devil butt smashed or any uh, anything's broken off your life, I'll tell you. Um, there's certain people that just have a certain, um, I, I should say, grace um, to be able to speak certain things into people's lives and see them unfold. Um, and my wife is definitely one of them. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, tonight's title is entitled Kings and Tyrants, but before I get on to that, I just want to give you guys a quick update on about what's going on here um, with the Warriors and also kind of some things that we've been praying about and thinking about. Um, right now, as as it stands, we're going to be in Canada for the next two months, um, at least, uh, you know, to kind of help build up some, some kingdom finances, amen. Um, now, I, I hate talking about money. I really do. But, you know, as the Lord says, the money makes money makes the world go round. Um or I should say money answers all things. That's exactly what he said. Now, I'm not begging for money. I'm not talking about money, but this is why we're we're up here in Canada just kind of rebuilding some things and giving a specific direction of where the Lord wants to plant our feet there on the reservation. We are not abandoning it. I know there's a lot of people that um, might want to say we are or whatnot. Matter of fact, uh, there's even some things on Facebook. I'll tell you, boy, the devil really tries to get you down and keep you down, amen? Um, he knows whenever, you, whenever you're going into that biding time, that time to bide your time and to just rest and relax and recuperate and to try to get your battle strategies together for the coming fight, um, or at least for God's kingdom. And he'll – I'll tell you this, brothers and sisters of my love. Uh, he, he will try his best to throw things down in your direction, throw things in your path to get your mind sidetracked off of the true thing which the Father wants you to uh, accomplish. And I'll kind of throw this to you. Brothers and sisters, while I was uh, skimming online, I'll tell you, Facebook sometimes can be a blessing or a curse. But uh, while I was actually online, it was funny because I was flipping through Facebook, and this one person put there about false prophets. Is is a false prophet somebody that says they're going to do things that God has led them to one place or another, and then later on just totally change their mind and not do it, and, and it seems like every other year. Now, for those of you that may not know, you know, we've said that we're going back to the reservation. We feel that the Lord has called us to the reservation quite some time. And um, you know, if I allowed the enemy to speak those things into my life, dude, that that, that would have kind of messed me up. Um, but that means that we know that we're in the right direction, heading in the right direction. Amen. So, um, about the reservation, yeah, we're going to go back there in September, and we're actually looking at one or two places. So if you guys can, just please pray that the Lord will open up certain doors there on the reservation. There's two specific housing areas that we're looking at, Manderson and Wounded Knee, or Manderson and um, out towards Pine Ridge area. Um, while we were there, we had an awesome time. We had a blessed time to be able to look and caretake after some after a camp down there. And um, just things weren't quite working out the way we thought it was. It's just a differing difference of opinions, difference of how we want things done. And there just couldn't be a melding and a proper meshing together of, of two ministries. 
and you know, unfortunately, it's sad. A matter of fact, that that that's some of the reason why I actually came up with tonight's show is the difference between a king and a tyrant. And I'll get into that in just a moment. But while we were out there, you know, the Lord will use you irrespective of who you're under. Um, let's look at the life of King David, or uh, yeah, King David, for instance. The Lord used him even though he was underneath King Saul. Um, also, I guess Joshua. Or Joseph, a man of many colors. He was he was being used even though he was under um, under the authority of Pharaoh. Now, there are a lot of things that I, I really shouldn't be in the kingdom of God because it's not about competition. It's not about who can do what better or who's got more here or there. Look what I can do. Look what you can do. But whenever two ministries start coming together, there needs to be a common respect factor that needs to happen. I don't care if it's a Baptist and a Presbyterian. I don't care if it's you know Pentecostal and and an Episcopalian or Catholic and whoever. Whatever your the Lord's has put on your heart to do, the ministry that you guys connect or go under or coincide with coexist exist with needs to mesh up and gel. Now I know there's a lot of pastors that have preached in time past. Um, that you know you're, you you just got to kind of bugger it out and you just got to put your nose to the grindstone so to speak and and be faithful well i would say that's about the old way of doing things because i see that the father's beginning to shift things in the spirit there's going to be a massive divide a massive conquering between you know the way that god wants to do things and, and even the previous generation because it's all about me, 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 I, 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 look what I can do. And the father's like, listen, that, that, that ain't about to cut it in this coming time. Um, there's a lot of things that the father wants to reshape and rechange, but unfortunately there's not enough people that are willing to say, okay, father, I am willing to follow after what you tell me to and lay aside some things in my life that need to be laid aside. But we cannot do that. It seems like a lot of ministries, they just cannot do that. So um, – to go back uh, – sorry I got on that little rant and rave, but while we were out there on the reservation, we basically had the opportunity. God was faithful in what we were doing. Whatever we put our hands to, the Father prospered, and I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this, that we have seen so much change in the lives of some young individuals that we got a chance to mentor even for those short, short time frame that we were out there, and – I'll tell you, we've seen change in their eyes. We've seen accountants kind of start coming back from them. Um, they were opening up more. There were some people that there – there were some individuals out there that were really excited to be coming back time and time again. So it was awesome to see this, but at the same time, it broke my heart because if there's a work that goes on in your area or that you're in charge of or that you have taken part of and – there hasn't been any change since the inception of what you got there. If you don't have people that are readily able to jump up and, and, and say, here I am, man or woman of God, I'm ready to serve, not because of anything other than I know what a servant's heart is. But you won't be able to find that in a whole lot of places because they're more interested in numbers. They're more interested in how they can increase their fellowship than rather fellowship with other believers. Amen. So while we were out there, it was cool. It was fun. It was exciting. But um, <laughs> um, 
but it was necessary. It was a necessary kind of thing that me and my wife went through. We learned quite a bit. We understood a lot more on, on, on the things of what not to do. Um, we understood a lot more about where the Father wanted to place us and put us, amen, and how we're able to go back and, 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 and change things. So, brothers and sisters, please stay in prayer for us about that. Um, so, with that being said, love, is there anything that you'd kind of want to add into to that kind of like your experiences about what you've experienced there on, in, in in the reservation and and some thoughts and opinions on why when we're going back, what you kind of might want to see done? Yes, actually, I would. <laughs> and um, you know, just with what Curtis ended off saying out there is that you know he feels like we can go back now and understand better what the Lord wants us to do because of the things that we've seen. I'll tell you one thing that, um, you know, was put in my spirit as soon as we got to the reservation. You know, there's this little song. There's this little song uh, that I learned in Sunday school when I was really, really little. And it was about Jericho. And it goes, you know, and the walls came tumbling down, you know, or whatever. Well, as soon as we got to the reservation, within the first week, this song just started coming up in my spirit. Like every week, every couple of days, I'd just hear it, I'd hear it, I'd hear it. And I believe that the Lord is going to, you know, really start changing the way he does things on the reservation. It's not so much the way he does things, but the way that we've seen, uh, you know, the perceived, quote-unquote, church do things on the reservation. And I'm going to explain a little bit more as that goes. Um, But really, when we were leaving the reservation, after everything came to pass, I really felt the Lord saying to us that, you know, we were sent on this mission for the short time and season that we were to spy out the giants in the land, okay? Because you can't just go into somewhere blind. You can't just go into somewhere with no idea about what you're doing or where you're going. He's always going to give you, you know, in Scripture it says he tells his children before he changes the seasons, okay? And this was his way of showing us and telling us this is where you're going and this is how I need you to do it before I change the season on you. Okay, so he's given us this backdrop and he's given us this, this, this idea. He's given us the seed in which we are to plant. And, you know, I guess I've never really been on the reservation in the same capacity that Curtis was prior, okay? So this was something that was, was new to me. It was a big growing experience for me. And, boy, howdy, I can't even uh, begin to tell you guys how much I learned in the time that we were there in just the short two months that we were there. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. The one thing that, that stood out to me the most when we were we were on the reservation was, you know, it wasn't the, the, the awful conditions that the people live in or, or the impoverished mentality that they're bound by or anything like that. It had actually 110% nothing to do with the people that lived on the reservation. It had nothing to do with the indigenous people on the reservation, but it had everything to do with um, the people that have been brought in to start churches, to do ministry, to do all this, that, the other. Okay, These are the people that caught my eye. These are the people that astounded me when I got there. Because when you think of the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, from what everybody said, you know, they are untouched. They're an untouched people. There's no ministry that goes on there. There's no this. There's no that. But on the contrary, guys, there was more churches on that reservation than, you know, probably the rest of the state of South Dakota, okay? I'm kind of embellishing there a little bit, but you got to understand there's lots of churches on the reservation. But, you know, the thing about that is, that really stirs me and really makes my stomach sick is the fact that there is no change in those people. You've got a whole lot of churchianity, but no Jesus. 
You've got a whole lot of churchianity, but no Christ. Okay, so <laughs> while Curtis and I, or I were serving in the place that we were serving, like he said, we had um, we had about 13 teenage girls that we were in charge of, and, and Curtis spent more time with them than I did. But in the time that I did get to spend with them, um, you know, Curtis was going through this devotional, and he was asking them questions and getting them involved because the truth of the matter is, is that everybody's thoughts matter. Everybody's, the place where they come from, it matters because that's the things that they have to get taken out of. That's the, those are the things that they have to grow from, okay? And Curtis was just asking them some simple questions like, um, you know, how, how many of you guys have been baptized? He was going through, you know, some of the, the beginning of the story of Jesus, and he was asking them some regular, you know, questions you'd come about in, in a church, and he said, how many of you guys have been baptized? And there was about, I think, five of them that raised their hands. And he says, okay, well, how many of you guys know why you got baptized? Nobody understood. He asked them, how many of you guys know about the crucifixion of Christ or of Jesus? Nobody knew the story. So you tell me why kids are getting baptized in their innocence, not knowing the story of Christ, not knowing who Jesus is. You know, there's ministries on the reservation that will tell you that they're Holy Spirit-filled, that they're led by the Spirit of God, and that this is, this is God's land. This is the Father's land. This is everything that he wants to do. This is his land to do it on. And then there's other uh, ministries, you know, that will say, well, you know, the Holy Spirit exists, but, you know, the gifts have ceased. Okay, so you have this mixture that has already happened on the reservation that has confused so many of the natives, okay? Because one person tells them this and, and one person tells them that. So there's no, real, uh, there's no real plumb line to go by in the first place. So that creates barriers and walls in the hearts of the people because one person tells me that, but one person tells me this, but this is all supposed to be the white man's God, so why is this happening? Okay? But then you also have the mentality that is, had a, has seeped or has grown in these people, which, which also makes it harder for them to reach because they see these ministries and these people and these supposed men and women of God that come to the reservation, and all that they do is they give them food, they give them blankets, and they leave them. They hit them over the head with a Bible, and then they leave them. Nobody asks them. How do you feel about that? Nobody asks them, what do you know about this? Nobody shows them compassion as Christ showed compassion. Nobody shows them that they care because the truth of the matter is, is that they don't. You know, with as many <laughs> ministries that are on the reservation, you should see some of these things. They're like compounds. The amount of money that goes through this reservation absolutely blows my mind, but it doesn't even touch the people. It comes into the ministries, and it builds their kingdom, and it builds their kingdom, and it builds their kingdom again and again and again. So the people, they know this. They know that all these 
these quote-unquote, I'm not trying to be racist, guys, I'm as white as the day is long, but they feel like all these white men, they come and they take pictures of their children and they tell all these people around the states and around the world about all these awful things these children go through, and what do they do? They get donations. They get handouts. They get thousands upon thousands of dollars a year, and the people see no hope. The people see do's and don'ts. So why would they want anything about the white man's God? They don't see any love. They don't see any compassion. All they see is another dark tunnel. Okay? Guys, it's bad. It's bad. So this gives the, the people the mentality. And you know what? I honest, Honestly, the whole time I was there, I'm like, I cannot even blame them for their opinion of these ministries. I cannot even blame them for the mindset that they have is that they will come to these churches, they will come to these quote-unquote compounds, they'll come to these places, and they'll take everything that they can get, and they'll turn on their heel and their high tail it. They'll take from you anything that they can get. They will ask you for money every time they see you. They'll ask you for this, they'll ask you for that. But you know what? I can't blame them, because if I was them, I'd do the same thing. Well, if all you're there to do is give me things, I'm going to mm-hmm. take them. So, you know what, guys, there has to be a difference that comes. And I'm not saying that we need to do what they've done. I I honestly don't believe that. I think that the Lord wants to do something completely 110 and a 180-degree difference on the reservation, okay? Because, you know, Scripture says that he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but it also says that he's the rock. When you think about a rock, what happens? What happens to a rock, guys, with the wind and the rain and the dust, everything that rubs against it? It will change its shape, but it doesn't mean that it's any less a rock, but it will fit into the place in which you put it. It will, <laughs> it will conform is a bad word, but it will, <laughs> it will change into the shape in which it will be used and accepted and stood upon. Because the fact of the matter is is that you cannot go into a city center and minister the same way in the city center as you will to an African tribe. You cannot minister the same to an African tribe as you can, okay, to the Celtics. And you can't minister the same way to the Celtics as you can (laughs) to the Church of Scientology. Okay, so we cannot take this church system that is run rampant in the rest of, you know, the continental Americas and put it on the reservation and expect it to work. Can I say amen to that? So, guys, (laughs) I mean, that was the one thing that really, really stood out to me, that really, really pricked me in my heart because in the short time that we did spend with these teenage girls, all Curtis and I did, we didn't hit them over the head with scripture. We didn't hit them over the head with, you know, anything really. We allowed them to be who they are and all we were was who Christ was in us to them. And in the short time that we spent with them, guys, I'm not even kidding you, you could see the change happening in their spirits. It's just like how people sat in the presence of Jesus and they were changed. And I'm not saying that Curtis and I were Jesus, but there is a stark difference between people who are there to build their own kingdom and people who are there to build the kingdom of God. And those are the people that we need on that reservation. Mm -hmm. And we're praying 
guys, we're, we're praying into it that, you know, we're planning to go back in September. And we're planning to bring a small company of people with us that we know by the Spirit are building the kingdom of God. You know what? We don't need a building to do it, okay? Just as Christ does, so shall we do. He meets people where they're at. And that's what these people need is to be met where they're at, but to be met with compassion. And Curtis, I feel like there's something you want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. You know, brothers and sisters, we're not here to tear down another ministry or, or, you know, try to expose or anything like that. That's not not our, our intent and motive. But what it is, you know, whenever we do go back there to the reservation, you know, my love, she, she's very much so right. Whenever we do go back to that reservation, it's, it's um, you know, even with Brother Marcus, we, we did things that, you know, were making an impact, but not as big of an impact as we would have liked. So uh, after we go back there in September, and, you know, it would probably take a few trips to kind of start establishing some things down there. Um, but while we're down there, I don't know if it's going to be there in the United States or up here in Canada. We are going to start up the school of ministry um, that we are going to be doing. So anyways, to go back to main title tonight about kings and tyrants, um, that's what this is all about. Um, there's two particular people I want you guys to take a look at in scripture. The first and foremost is King Saul. Um, King Solomon. Whenever he started out, he started out as somebody awesome. He started out as a king. What I mean by that is he he did what was right, he did what was just, and and you know he he did exactly what the father has placed him out to be. But as kind of time went on, he started to become very tyrannical. It says that an evil spirit of the Lord was sent unto him. Now, if you look at somebody like King Saul, that was full of wisdom, full of understanding, that had the favor of the Lord upon him. And he was called, he was anointed by the prophet to be king, that even in his life he was able to accomplish quite a lot of great works. He built a grand a grand temple, he built an awesome kingdom, he had armies upon armies, and yet and still, towards his end, and the predecessor came, which was King David, King Saul was reduced to his former glory because he wasn't able to maintain the mandate of a king. Brothers and sisters in scripture, the Lord says that we are we are to be kings and priests. Now, we are all called to that kingship. What I mean by that, we're all called to build something grand for the kingdom of God because it's not us. We are kind of like the dukes in the land. We are the caretakers of the specific area and region at which God has sent us. And how we manage that, how we rule over that area for the Lord will be determined how long that kingdom will last there. As the Lord says, you know, somebody that builds their house on a sandy foundation, whenever the sand, whenever the wind comes and the rain and the, the waves come and beat up against it, it falls. But one that builds that foundation upon the rock, which is Christ Jesus. Now, we as believers, we can call ourselves believers, and we can run to that, that, that example. We can run to that image. We can say that we are Christians, we're believers, we're blood-bought, born-again believers. And 
we might be able to do quite a bit. But we need to be careful that as wherever it might be, I don't care if it's planning a church, I don't care if it's a home Bible study, I don't care if it's building another ministry, an outreach program, whatever it might be, that we do not become so proud, so arrogant that throughout the time that we're there, I don't care if it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years, that we fall into an area of look what we have done. Start replacing yourself with the image of God. Or the image of God with yourself, where you are more concerned about what people think of you and how you do things instead of sitting and asking what the Father wants to do. Because I'll tell you this, brothers and sisters, we had an opportunity, or I should say there was an opportunity that we could have brought quite a lot of things to the table. But because of their disobedience, because of their willingness to say Instead of their willingness to say yes, their easiness and their readiness to say no, that we will not change. That is why judgment comes upon the house of the Lord. And many people will say, well, whoa, 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 whoa. God is a loving God. He, he won't bring judgment. Yes, he will. He will bring judgment to his people, especially for those that think they're doing the will of the Father, but in reality they're doing their own will. I don't care how much training, how much teaching, how much uh, Bible knowledge you know, unless you put those into perspective, unless you're producing the fruit of the Spirit, not only the fruit, but the teachings of the Lord, you will not be where God has placed you to be. What I mean by that is, listen, everything on the outward can be right, can be nice, you can be driving nice things, you can be building nice things, you can be doing a lot of great things. But look at the byproduct of what you're doing. Are the people growing? Are they maturing? Are they willing to step out of their comfort zone? Or are they building – are you building up your own kingdom? Are you building up your own fellowship rather than a fellowship? What I mean by that, are you the ones to always guide and steer conversations whenever you guys get together for Bible studies or, or gatherings? Are you the only ones that are talking? Or are as other people actually putting in input? Do you see spiritual growth in their lives? Do you encourage them to get up and step out? Are you planning activities so that they themselves can begin to exercise the gifts that God has given them? Or are you putting it to where it's your way or the highway, one and done, and that's it? Because I promise you, brothers and sisters, the tyrant, he makes himself look like a king, but instead he justifies every action that he takes and says it is of God and whenever it's not. Oops. Let me take you to King David. Yes, control versus authority, my wife said. See, this is where we got to be careful because like King David, he started out as something awesome, great. He allowed the Lord to work in him. He was excited about the call, the plan, and the purpose and destiny that the Father has put on his life. And he was patient. He was kind. He was methodical in the way he was doing things. But as he got older, he allowed what he has done, the praises and the glory of others, or I should say the praises of others to affect how he did things. And it started off with small things, and then eventually he started coveting other people's wives, and then eventually he, he killed other people for their wives, and then later on he gave in to the worship of false gods. 
of gods that were made by the hands of those he loved. Brothers and sisters, we can avoid this. We can avoid this, really, by allowing the people that God has sent into our lives to speak correction and direction when need be. Listen, brothers and sisters, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but what we are called to do, and a lot of people may or may not know this, but what this ministry is called to do is to come and help build up other ministries. This is the call, the plan, and the purpose of God upon our lives. Not just missions, not just outreaches, not just those things. Now, praise God for the First Nations people. I know that I'm called to preach and to be able to see that my tribe revive, revitalize. But understand that our first passion is to the church. It's because the Father has placed something, and many of you don't know this about Brother Marcus. Many people say his mantle has went on to me, and, and by me also my wife. Many of you do not know this about him. He hated seeing the corruption and the false things going on in the church. Whenever people would parade themselves around as something that's saying they're of God and they weren't. That is our first calling. That is our first commission. Not this radio show, not Pine Ridge Reservation. You guys know us as Pine Ridge Warriors, but that's what we are called to do. Listen, brothers and sisters, a lot of people, and I was sitting here thinking, looking on Facebook and looking on other things, that everything that the prophetic has to offer, it's about end times. It's about what's going on 30, 40 years down the road. But listen, that's only part and parcel, brothers and sisters, whenever it comes to the call of the prophetic. What the prophetic is come to do, it comes to destroy, comes to tear down, break down, utterly wipe out and renew the mindsets and thoughts that are wrong that the church has built up. Brothers and sisters, I don't know if I'm preaching to anybody here tonight, but that is our call. Whenever you see spirits that are controlling people and affecting them that they themselves don't even realize. Whenever they take control as witchcraft and it's blatantly being there, but they have not been taught. We, brothers and sisters, are called to edify, uplift, and exhort the body of Christ. But that is a tough call because we will be hated by a lot of people that don't want to change. Change is an ugly thing. Change is a very, very ugly thing, especially whenever it has to do with self. Why? It's because the body today or the leadership in the body today lack humbleness lack meekness to be able to say, listen, this is not of God and this is out of order. Do you have the heart to say, I repent? And you know what? Not because it's coming from a from a 26-year-old young man and I'm preaching the 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old men and women of God. It's not because of that. Because the Lord says, do not let no man despise your youth. It is especially difficult because woe unto that person, woe unto that house that has a messenger of the Lord come before them, not in their own power, not into their own thoughts and opinions, but how God says you must change and that does not woe unto that house because it is better for that house. <laughs> come on, somebody. It is better for that house to have not seen the Lord at all. Brothers and sisters, whenever that scripture that says, to whom much is given, much more is required of them, 
Listen, whenever you have known or whenever a messenger of God comes to you, whenever you have seen the angelic visitations in your house, whenever you have fought, felt the presence of the Lord in your house, you are going to be held to a higher standard than to those that are just in the religious mindset. What I mean like that, you will be held to a higher standard of accountability whenever it comes to the things of God. Don't look at what the Catholics, don't look at what the Protestants, don't look at what the Episcopalians or those people that are not awake, don't look at them and try to condemn them. But listen, whenever it comes to you, brothers and sisters, you that have sought the Lord's face, and yet and still you want to continue on with your false ideas, with your false doctrines, with your own impressions and ideas, your own religious attitudes... And you don't want to change because it brings you fame. It brings you fortune. It brings you wealth. Listen, if King David were to have turned away and said, I will not allow this in my kingdom, instead of looking at how big and how fast and how strong his kingdom was going and say, I will not allow these false idols to come into my place, the house of the Lord. Whenever he says, I will not allow any other worship in my land except for the worship of the one true living God. God, I tell you, his kingdom wouldn't have been as big as it was, but it would have lasted forever. Come on, somebody. Brothers and sisters, the reason why Jesus was hated by the Pharisees and Sadducees of that time and that ruler because he did not bow, he did not bend, he did not break. He says, I only do what I see my Father is doing in heaven. Not what brother so-and-so, not what pastor so-and-so, not what this person is saying, not the latest and greatest news, not what's trendy, not what's popular, but what is right and what is truth. See, as the scripture says, that rightly divided the word of truth, truth from truth. Brothers and sisters, I don't know if you let that sink in for a minute. How can you divide truth from truth? Because, brothers and sisters, whenever you walk in your own understanding, whenever you walk in your own intelligence, everything you do is truth unto you. But that does not equate to the truth of the kingdom of God. If you know, it says to those that know to do good and not, to him it is sin. Brothers and sisters, if you see things going on in your church, into your region, in your area, and you are awake, and you have seen the promises and the glory of God, and you're not out there doing something, at least making a concerted effort to see them changed. Ho, 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 ho. To you it is sin. Oops. Brothers and sisters, I know this is, can be a hard, hard word at times. But rejoice, because the Father has given us a promise that says to this. It says, do not worry about what you say in front of the judges. Don't worry about what you say in front of the people that wish to do you harm. Excuse me, or wish to persecute you, wish to throw you and utterly destroy you, because I will give you the words to put in your mouth in that season. Don't worry about their faces. It says, be not dismayed at their faces, brothers and sisters. That if you 
are a child of the Most High, and you walk closely with the Lord, and if you only do what you see the Father doing, you will not be led astray, you will not be burnt down, you will not be put to death, and even if you do, even if this fleshly body gets destroyed, even if your reputation gets destroyed, you can say, I have done all things, just like Apostle Paul said in his letter, I think, to one of the churches. He says, you know what, brothers and sisters, I have done everything I have asked you to do. He says, I have not defamed not one. I have not put or stolen from another man, because as far as me and the Lord, we're right. We're good. You know what? The Father says, all right, you want to go back and you want to know how to live an eternal life like Jeremiah. I mean, like uh, the prophet Elijah, like Enoch. It says, you go back and it says, they walked closely with God and they saw death not. Brothers and sisters, you want to walk as close as you can with the living God. It will cause you to have certain people cut off in your life. You cannot be a people pleaser and worship and follow after the footsteps that the Lord has given you. You cannot do it. It cannot be done. It can be done only if you want to lose the promise that God has put before you. You can wind up like a Moses and wander out in the desert for 40 years whenever all you had to do was be obedient and quit listening to the complaints and the sways of others. You could have been where you needed to go, and it would have took 40 years to do so. It is amazing how if we look at the life of the 12 apostles, and it only took them – their lifetime, or a short, few short years from the time that they accepted the Lord, they walked with the Lord, and they died, that they transformed all of Israel, Rome, Thessalonica, all the areas and the regions that they were. But yet and still, in America as a whole, we cannot even change the ideas and the persuasions. We cannot keep God's commandments in the United States. Or even up here in Canada. We allow others, we allow the people that don't know the Lord to have more sway, more influence, more power, more negotiating uh, power than, than, than kingdom people. That should not be so. It should not be that way, brothers and sisters. So there is something wrong with the way we are doing church, with the way we are building God's kingdom. And people will say, well, it's the, the Lord said to tarry here. Well, listen, he also said to go forth and just do. There's a certain point where we got to get up off our butts and begin to do the work of the Lord, to begin to start putting our hands to the plow and moving forward. Brothers, sisters, you might have people flake off. You might have people that will say all manner of things against you. But remember, he says, rejoice, because if they did it to him, they're going to do it to you. Are you more concerned about where what you have done for the Lord or what you have done for man? Brothers and sisters, I can give two cares. You know, There's another word I want to use, but I can give two cares for what man thinks of me because… There are things that the Father's going to have us do, have us go, that not a whole lot of people are ready to go and follow. There was a word that was given, um, a message that was given um, while we were out in, 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 in Custer, South Dakota. There was a message that was preached, and they said, sometimes you give out too information, too much information that I'm not willing to hear because I'm held accountable to it. 
He says, and then you wonder why we walk past you and don't want to listen to it. It's because they're not ready. The Spirit of the Lord is convicting them, and they do not want to change. If change does not come to the house of the Lord, I promise you, he will raise up others to do what he has purposed you to do. And woe unto you. You, know, you might prosper, but as the Lord says, it says you have received your reward. Just as a rich man, whatever he says, it's more it, it, it's impossible for a rich man. It, it's more difficult for a rich man to enter the eye of a needle than a camel. Why did he say that? Because your accolades, your praises that you get from men, the good feeling, the warm fuzzies, the warm ticklies, whatever you might get from men, the money, the fame, the glory, the honor, the places, the, the, the seat at the head table. If that's all you want, if that's all you're seeking after, you got your reward. Because true servanthood, true fellowship, you won't be escalated to the head, head of the table. You'll be the head of the kingdom. But while you're here on earth, Jesus was praised for a short while and then hung. The disciples, they had a rough life. So explain to me how eating crab dinners, going being put up in the Hilton, all these other different things, how does that equate to the things of God? The only place I can know in Scripture where somebody was rewarded that greatly. Now, I'm not going to bash on prosperity. I'm not going to bash on the Lord wanting to bless you. But look at the company you keep, brothers and sisters, and that will determine if you are a king or if you're a tyrant. Because if you're not ready, brothers and sisters, watch out, watch out. Amen? Well, there, my love, it looks like uh, we're – I'm kind of feeling the release here um, to do what we needed to do. Um, is there any couple things that you would like to add before we get going? <laughs> I don't know if I uh, if I could add anything even if I wanted to, love. Um, but everybody, I just want to say uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for, um, you know, ha- having faith in what the Lord has, has placed inside of Curtis and I. And um, uh, also, if, if you guys are interested, please follow us on our website, Warrior Radio Broadcast, Broadcast Network, warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com. I go and sign up for our email newsletter. Hopefully, I'll be sending one out within the next uh, week or so. We do not have Wi-Fi now at the house that we're staying at. So if you guys try and get in touch with us over Facebook or over email, please allow a few days in between uh, for us to get to it because we have to drive all the way into town to go come and grab Wi-Fi, you know, somewhere. Um, and we're praying that that gets uh, we'll be able to get a line laid so that we do not have to, uh, you know, drive all over. God's creation to find internet, um, but also just uh, be in prayer for us, be in prayer for, you know, the work of the kingdom and everything that the Lord wants to do with us, in us, through us, and through all of you guys, too, because, you know, it's not just about us. We, we do pray for you guys daily, and you are a huge part of our lives, whether we know your name, whether we know you're here or not, you know, the Lord knows, the Spirit of God knows uh, when we do pray, and I just want to say thank you. 
to all of those who have been in prayer for us and been supporting us. You guys are great. And you know what? You guys are the reason why we're here. You guys are the kingdom of God. We are the kingdom of God. Amen. So uh, just thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And Curtis, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to share? Um, just real quick, brothers and sisters, for those of you that are interested in the Warrior Workshop, um, it's a free it's a free course. But if there's any of you that are interested in moving in any of the gifts or having any idea or inclination or feel led to, um, please get a hold of us at www.warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com and uh, shoot us an email. I want to be able to get that teaching into your guys' hands. Um, if you're ever wondering about how to begin to move in prophecy, how to attune your ear to the voice of God, this is a building block foundation for that to happen. Um, I'm not saying that you know it's it's 100% complete, but the Lord has told me and my wife to start getting on this thing. Um, and I want to be able to, to get it into your guys' hands. Um, it, it, it's a free course to do. I won't say it could take you as long as five. It could take you as short as four days. Um, it could take you as long as five weeks. So depending on how much time you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And it's only going to increase the more serious that you are. It's gonna, uh, The Lord's going to have you do some things in this course that are going to stretch your area of faith and trust in Him. And there's some areas that the Father's going to be like, ah, you know, see, I was speaking to you in this way all along. So if you guys are interested, go to our website, warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com, and go to our contact section and just email us and allow a few days to get to it. And um, we'll get it out to you either via PDF or, you know, we'll run it through you. Um, we'll, we'll make a little DVD of it or whatever have you, and um, we'll send it out to you guys free of charge. We want to get this in your guys' hands, I'm telling you, because the Father's always speaking. We just don't know how or if he is or if it's not. So, yeah, you guys, get a hold of us on that. Um, also, brothers and sisters, you know, just pray for us as we continue on. I got a job interview Monday, so whoop, whoop, praise God. Also, I want to give a big shout out uh, to all the brothers and sisters that have supported us, um, Sister Beth. Um, also, you know, everybody else that have that, that that has blessed this ministry in some way, shape, or form. Also, um, there's a there's a dear sister that has been sending um, five bucks a month um, to this ministry, and and she she says she doesn't have much. But she's she's been faithfully sowing five dollars, uh, five dollars a month to this ministry, and I've been praying over that every single time that we get that in, that the Lord will just begin to start increasing her storehouses. That um, not because she's sowing money, I, I don't care about that, but because of the faithfulness. I mean, this 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 woman has doesn't have much to her name, but she faithfully sows into this ministry. And you know what? Because of that, you know, we're blessed. We're being blessed by her faith and her obedience in the little things. Um, so you guys just keep that 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 dear sister up in prayer. You know, the Father knows her name. Um, and I'm not I'm not doing this to say, oh yeah, you guys haven't. Um, you know, you guys uh, haven't been sewing for a while. I'm not I'm not doing this for condemnation's sake. But you guys just uh, pray for us. Um, and if you guys have supported us in the past, I want to thank you. And if you guys haven't. I would ask that you guys would prayerfully consider supporting this radio ministry to keep it going and up off the ground. Um, so with that being said, I love and appreciate you guys. Always remember, stand tall before man, bow low before God. We love and appreciate you. Shalom, shalom. We are out. And, um, yes. Take a life
Breathe. 